0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic East past Clyde to set up a Scottish Cup quarter-final tie at St Johnston Rangers will meet Hearts after seeing off Hamilton who should have had a stonewall penalty according to their manager and Hibs and Inverness are also through with two of the ties set for replays next week I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans but Hugh, it's only appropriate that before we get to any of that we give our best wishes to Jackie McNamara, his family, at what is a, a difficult time. Yeah, before we discuss football, we should discuss something that puts football into perspective. Jackie McNamara loved a battle when he was wearing Celtic's jersey. Tonight, he has to show those battling instincts once again because he lies in the hospital with a personal challenge in front of him. Now, as a father who has a child of Jackie McNamara's age... Can I say that I'm thinking tonight of him and his dad I have known Jackie McNamara Sr. for decades He is one of football's great guys One of life's great guys And as a father I understand only too well What Jackie McNamara Sr. must be going through right now I wish father and son the very best tonight Yeah absolutely I was with Jackie a few weeks ago Doing some media duties And uh, I'd like to wish him A speedy recovery At this difficult time My thoughts are with his family uh, Who are obviously Going through this as well So speedy recovery mate And Jackie uh, Would have paid attention To the football And would want us To pay attention To the football Well we wish him All the very best Well done to everyone who gave us goals and the best football possible in the face of Storm Kira, and the Scottish Cup draws one for the imagination as well. Rangers have already dropped five points to Hearts in the league at Tynecastle this season. On that basis, they can't take anything for granted in the quarterfinals. And if Celtic beats St Johnson any more times at McDermott Park, they'll get them to keep. However, Neil Lennon. Can't be complacent when he takes his side there either Not when there's a quadruple treble at stake Yeah, it was great to see some of the teams going through Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts and Johnson Cali Fisk going into the last quarter Final stages Aberdeen's woes continue Gordon, five five games without a goal uh, refereeing decisions will uh, dominate tonight as well And Thistle remain bottom in the league A lot to discuss 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight What's on your mind after an action-packed Scottish Cup weekend? Did you make it out to a game? Did you brave the elements and go along? If so, what was it like? What did you make of it? Maybe you sat back and watched it on the television instead That's fine Get in touch and let us know what you thought Who stood out for your team? Maybe from a Celtic perspective It was... A much changed team Fringe players if you like So who took their chance And who didn't What did you make of the guys That we don't see very often uh, Rangers fans You were the early kickoff On Saturday What did you make of that victory Hamilton fans Maybe a bit of frustration At the refereeing decision In there as well So give us a call Let's do it all 01419511025 Since it's a Monday We need some awards though We need yes. a goal of the weekend No we need a result of the weekend first Result of the weekend for me I'll go Inverness, Cali, Thistle 1, Livy 0 Puts them into the quarterfinals Against Hibs The only side from out with The Premiership To be in the last eight And it takes Robbo The former Ace of Hearts To Easter Road Where If he tells the truth He used to go as a kid Because he was a hippie <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I went for Inverness as well. I thought it was a brilliant result, and uh, I think it was a fitting way to it was win. The, the only game. real shock it. we got, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the job that Robbo's doing up there, it's very difficult when you don't have the finances to compete with Dundee United. But he's doing a really good job into the quarterfinals. Well done, him. Goal of the weekend. Well, I said to you on Saturday afternoon on this <laughs> program when Scott Arfield's goal hit the back of the net, I said to Gordon. Just think of Monday at 6 o'clock Because I'll be saying Scott Arfield It's Monday, it's 7 minutes past 6 I'm saying Scott Arfield Well, I was going to go for Arfield until you took him So I'm, I'm changing my mind I'm going for uh, Ross Smith from uh, BSC Yesterday, Hugh uh, I was at the game The celebrations were magnificent The response for the fans Over 2,000 there as well so Just you, because of what it meant rather than the Gordon, you had to be there You know, these guys are out there working day on day You know, they're living And to see him popping up with a brilliant header It was all about the delivery Lovely header back across goal And uh, it was just great It gave him a fighting chance Ultimately, Hibsy's quality shone through But it's a great moment for him I think you've both unfairly overlooked Darren Miller from Darville Juniors at the weekend oh, He scored it. from his own half Did yeah, you see it? I've seen it, mm-hmm. yeah I think you've overlooked him But anyway um, And last but not least Your howler of the weekend That can be anything really It can be a refereeing mistake A sitter in front of goal A goalkeeping error You can think outside the box Alex. I, I'll, I'll go first I thought it was uh, Alan Muir's uh, decision Not to give a penalty against uh, Conor Golson For me if uh, it was any other Player, you know, in the country, all the opposition fans would be crying from the rooftops, and how he doesn't give it up is beyond me. Sorry, going to have to be a referee jamboree tonight because uh, I'm going for Nick Walsh at Pataudry. Derek McInnes is a man under severe pressure. The fans are booing him, and the fans who are booing him are getting booed by the fans who don't want the fans who are booing him to boo him. It's that kind of atmosphere at Pataudry, and he was due a stick on penalty, but Nick Walsh did not give it. Couple of weeks ago, stick on penalty against St Mirren at Paisley, finished goalless. These are the fine margins, and these are the fine margins that can cost people their jobs. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number at Clyde SSB for Twitter. Let's hear from you. Let's go over all the weekend's big talking points, starting with the game in Cumbernauld yesterday. It was John Kennedy on media duties. Uh, Celtic fans, let's hear from you. What did you make of it? Was it? As comfortable as you expected Who took their chance Because there were a number of changes For Celtic So who took their chance Who were you excited by Who do you want to see a bit more of John Kennedy says It was good to show how The the depth in the squad He says it wasn't easy in the conditions And called it a professional performance Difficult conditions um, You know we can never Take any game lightly So it was good to get through the game Comfortable enough for us A lot of players got minutes That they needed it um, And it gives us a chance To rest a few as well So it was a good balance to it And a professional enough performance Yeah it's not easy I think You know we've seen that uh, The game earlier on TV looked tough And then when you're out there It's it's difficult The minute the ball goes in there It it could have went anywhere And was swirling around But again the boys were professional You know respected Clyde As best And as we always do Any opposition Um, And we still put a strong enough team That we we want to go and win the game And and we've done that convincingly it's a bit of a show of strength, isn't it? We can make half a dozen changes and it's still a pretty strong one lineup, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we're looking back and I think it was Patrick Thistle in the League Cup as well at home, made eight changes in that game and won 5-0. No. You know, we came here today, you know, made six, you know, and again we put on a convincing performance. Um, but that's what it's all about. We need to utilise the squad. We've got a strong squad. There's plenty of players there who train very hard every day and wait an opportunity and, you know, games like that provide that opportunity for some of them. Lots of plus points for Celtic out of the day I thought uh, Olivier Sham continues to impress uh, I thought Bio took his goal very well uh, Movement in the box was very good Ryan Christie looked sharp And you've got to throw in a mention for 
the evergreen hyperactive Scott Brown who got his goal and didn't take the day off when much younger men were taking it off. I think oh, sorry God, I was just about to say I think the 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 personnel changes is allowed due to the fact that we're playing against Clyde because when you look at the Rangers had to play a strong team, you look at Hibs yesterday as well having to play a strong team, but when you look at the personnel that came in for Celtic yesterday, it's quite impressive. 01419511025 is the number Alec has dialed. What did you make of it yesterday, Alec? Uh, first, first of all, I'd like to wish uh, Jackie uh, all, the, all, all the best and hopefully he can pull through this and best best luck to his wife and that, you know what I mean, yeah, family. Well, well said, Alec. Uh, I thought it was more like crazy golf instead of crazy, <laughs> crazy football instead of crazy golf yesterday. Uh, you know, it was about passes and boys were getting pretty up and the next thing they were spinning away and whatever else. But like we say, it was a professional show. The Celtic uh, against Scott Brown. You know, and 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 in the middle, of it. I like to look at the boy Clamalla. I know he should have took his goal. Yeah, you know, it's his first, it's his first full game. You know, it'll come. But I like his runs. He looks strong. He looks fast. Uh, so I was just obviously just that, and I'd like to come back to another yeah. point. I mean, obviously, there's there's the one big moment, Alex, where he goes. Yeah, it is a good run, and he goes through. He's one on one with the keeper, and he doesn't score. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're so quick to judge But even by your own standard Surely we're not judging guys By one missed chance no, I, I think, think everyone knows He should have scored yeah, but. But yeah without doubt I think the actual overall uh, Phase of play James Forrest Plucks it out there And I think Alec touches on there The the weekend's games Were horrendous Gordon The conditions were not conducive To football So when they managed to get A, a, a kind of phase of play like that You have to commend it The ball through to him The timing of it And I think it was just Begging to get wrapped Into the near post And unfortunately He's missed that So you don't judge him on that But your mind's eye Catches the timing of the run The weight of the pass And so forth So you look at that for the positives and uh, you know, as he said, Alec, they were very, very comfortable under difficult circumstances, Celtic. At the same time though, Hugh, given the way Odson Edward is playing, given the way Lee Griffiths is playing, we might not get to see that much of Patrick Clamal and no. all goal scorers want to score every chance. So he probably is a bit frustrated that he didn't stick that one away, get his first goal, get himself up and running. Neil Lennon's on record that Gordon is saying that he wants to go with four strikers. Well he's got four. Uh and there's no doubt that Edward is number one. No doubt for me that Griffiths is number two. Uh, and the other two, Klamala and Fakun uh, Bayo, uh, will fight it out. But there's plenty of football to be played. I'm not suggesting that they'll start any games, Bayo or Klamala, but they might be handy to have around. Uh, as I say, I was taken by Bayo's, albeit short appearance. His movement in the box was good. And I thought he finished it off. Very smartly Alec, you want to come back in? Uh, now, now that we're, twin, we're starting to get near the, the business end of the, of the league now You know, it's, it's just a countdown, a countdown of the games now I think for Celtic, we're, we're now approaching maybe single figures uh, We'll get St Johnson in the semi-final The Scottish Cup Quarter-final The quarter-final, sorry uh, Looking at how we've come back for the winter break uh, To up top uh, The football that we're playing Interactive play between Griffiths and Edward. Uh, the player that's coming back will look strong. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm beginning to relax a wee bit because I want to enjoy watching my team go for nine in a row. Now, this is history. You know, I wasn't born in 1967, so that, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in tender hooks. What I've, what I've witnessed for Celtic, you know, I'm like, 
could we dare to dream for the quadruple? Celtic have to no. tick all the boxes off. They have to tick off Hearts. It's top versus bottom on Wednesday night. They have to tick off Aberdeen at Petaudry on Sunday. Uh, everyone knows that Aberdeen at the moment are going through the worst spell and the worst goal scoring spell for 47 years. And Celtic had it won 4 nothing by half time the last time they were at Petaudry. But they can't be complacent against Hearts They can't be complacent against Aberdeen And they can't be complacent against St Johnston At McDermott Park in the quarterfinals Even though If you look back at Celtic's recent record Against St Johnston You would look at it as a formality But Neil Lennon can't behave like that Alec I just love the idea that you Are planning on relaxing between now and May Because I don't think anyone else will be If the rest of the season's anything to go by Thank you to Alec in Parkhead Let's hear again from John Kennedy Says they'll be patient with Patrick Clamalla After his first start He says the intensity of Celtic's training Is higher than he's used to He's obviously still settling in But it was a good opportunity to get him And in playing You know he's He's got good speed He's a good size And again he's just take time to settle in he, he did fine You know he had probably a good chance Which you know in our day probably He can score But again he just needs to Take time to, to settle in and, and not put too much pressure on him That you know, our guys have been terrific in terms of Edward and Griffiths of late and, you know, himself and Bayou are obviously fighting out that third and fourth position as it stands and, you know, we just need to give him time to get up to speed of things and, you know, having spoken to him, the intensity of the training and the, the way we work is much more intense than he's used to, you know, and then he'll get used to that as, as time progresses and he'll get up to the, the speed of the game and how quickly we play, um, but he'll be fine long term. You know, it's a step up in level, first and foremost, you know, and coming in here, the, the demands of it as well as the... The, the physicality and the, the speed of everything you know changes so you know it takes a bit of time and adjustment for some players and, and he's certainly one of them who you know will certainly work very hard with you know but he's got the profile we hope that you know becomes a, a good player for us going, going forward John Paul is a Celtic fan on the line what jumped out for you yesterday John Paul? Evening panel how's it going? Not bad um, I was, I was thoroughly enjoyed to um, watch the game and see see a couple of players come back in you know Christy as a whole, you know, you know what it brings to Celtic. Um, he's been a standout performer this season. But with suspension began changing the uh, changing information yesterday, it was good to see him back in on what he can do. Ellen Lucy, um, I thought when they came back in the cup final, you could clearly see that he was rushed. And the game went on yesterday. He had a couple of good turns, uh, touches, reflex, and uh, getting to the byline when there's corners. You know, uh, um, I, th- I thought it was good to see him back. Uh, but it'll be a headache for Neil Lennon. But you just wonder. Um, if he's going to stick with the two up front, which would be working so great for him, uh, and these boys come back, where does Elnissi fit in a three-five-two? You know, because you have your two wing backs and then you have your two strikers. Uh, Christie obviously we're in champ playing so well. Um, uh, Christie coming back into that position, you didn't really like to move and charm out. You know, that would be good for Neil to have. Uh, it'll be a really good headache, and it's good for Celtic fans. John Paul, what, what, what position would you like to? Uh, sorry, what formation would you like to actually see then? Because you've obviously gave a few scenarios there. It was obviously the one up yesterday, and obviously recent weeks it's been two up tops. What would you like to see going forward? Uh, I really, really like the three five two. I think it's been working. I think it's. I think it's been working for Celtic, and now I know in bigger games, whether Europe. Yeah, I bought to wait Aberdeen this year. It's a big, big five weeks coming up for Celtic, you know. And I just hope Neil in sixty three five two. I really, really think that Griffiths and Edward have been thriving off it, you know. And uh, but as I say, the players coming back in and sitting on the bench, you, you, they're talking they would walk into well, they would walk into another team in Scotland, you know. And 
it's good to have. So, if, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, Alex, if it was to be three five two, does Il Yunusi fit into that or not? Not really. I don't think he fits into being a left wing back. That uh, that would be a, a step too far for me, you know, because I asked him to do the defensive side. I think James Forrest is more attuned to he's played it there mm. in various occasions over the last few years. Uh, so for me, they two are more effective mm. further up. If you're actually sacrificing that Because of the, the good work That they're doing with uh, Griffiths and Edward mm. Only Neil Lennon will know He, he will analyse the opposition See where he can get the weaknesses And if that system fits into the opposition Neil, Neil so Lennon. I was just going to say Just on that one more point on it Would, would you expect it to continue To chop and change then? Because I think it'll be horses sh- for courses, surely, yeah. surely players like El Yunusin And I don't mean just him Surely players like him are good enough to get in the team But ultimately if you think The other formation is better It's almost like you know, what, what comes first is Do the players dictate the formation Or do the form, does the formation dictate the players well, I think the big question would be Neil Lennon would be able to answer that Gordon in terms of what he sees Against the opposition uh, I think against the smaller teams He'd most certainly uh, Feel as if they can overwhelm They've so much of the ball And uh, you know It's wave after wave after wave Whereas If you're going to like Ibrooks, If you're going to Pataudry I think it's a different ball game Hugh you're mm-hmm. asking guys To play out a position Probably a wee bit more defending to do it I'm not sure they maybe do it there Neil Lennon said that uh, The understanding between um, Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward Was telepathic And uh, you know Griffiths is now Adding a fresh dimension Edward Looks all the better for it himself So for me They go with those two up front On an innocent Until proved guilty basis They're there Until he the manager no longer thinks it's working Right, it got kicked off on Saturday afternoon Thank you to John Paul by the way The lunchtime game between Hamilton Ackies and Rangers That's when we got off and running It was, in the end, a comfortable outcome for Rangers A few ropey moments within that And of course a big penalty call that Brian Rice wasn't happy with So we're going to look back on the game in South Lanarkshire next Let us know what you made of it 01419511025 We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard and Brian Rice After the travel with Stephen Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here looking back on all the big weekends, talking points from the Scottish Cup. So get in touch, let us know uh, what you made of it. 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. We started with yesterday's action uh, at Broadwood. Let's go back a bit further. To the Foy Stadium on Saturday lunchtime Stephen Gerrard says Rangers had Defensive issues against Hamilton And the game should have been more comfortable But he was happy with how clinical they were At the end of the game What did you think? Give us a call right now Yeah, this job done And um, obviously we finished the game off extremely well By being clinical in front of goal So that was very pleasing We had a few issues in the first half defensively That we needed to iron out at half time Once we did that I thought we were very comfortable within the game, but Hamilton caused us some problems in the first half because defensively uh, we weren't at it. You know, we pride ourselves on our organisation and our shape, and I don't think defensively we were on the same page uh, at times. Um, obviously, they've had another decent chance uh, besides the goal. But for me, I thought we, we should have been better defensively. If we was, we could have been a lot more comfortable at half-time. And I wanted the luxury today to try and get the game finished as quick as we can. Uh, unfortunately, didn't have that luxury. Credit to Hamilton, the way they played first half. Second half, we've controlled everything and scored some really, really good strong goals. Yeah. Again, lots of positives for Rangers out of that day. Uh, yes, to get a lucky break when Hamilton were not awarded the penalty they should have been, but uh, Arfield's goal scoring, terrific. Um, Aribo's goal, 
I thought was a beauty as well. Uh, well constructed, beautifully finished, and Morelos gets a gets a goal, which it, in the middle of a controversial time for him, that was a good thing for his uh, temperament. So, all in all, good day for Steven Gerrard. Nothing to be picky about, really. Uh, and like Celtic, he now has to tick off the games beginning at Kilmarnock on, on Wednesday night where of course Rangers have come to grief before Yeah, uh, I agree with his assessment there Stephen Gerrard particularly the first half you I thought defensively they were a wee bit sixes and sevens they were all over the place Gordon you know when Golson was trying to drop off uh, you know Edmondson's trying to step up on the halfway line leaving the whole pitch wide open I thought Barisic was a wee bit too advanced at times as well so I think if you're looking for a back line I thought they were kind of a wee bit kind of all over the place in the first half and He's right in what he says in terms of the, the goals. I think one of the big talking points will most certainly be Golson's mm. uh, handball, you know, uh, that wasn't given uh, at a crucial time in the game. But, you know, you look at it overall, I agree with you. I think uh, Morelos as well. I think that was an important goal for him, purely because he wants to get back up and running in 2020 for his 30th uh, goal of the season. Rangers fans, Hamilton fans, this is the perfect time to let us know what you made of it. 01419511025. What about Yanis Hadji? Is he continuing to. Impressed yeah. Alex He clearly got a bit Quieter as, as yeah. the game went on And probably should have Scored early But are we still seeing Enough of, of what he can bring Gordon uh, I've seen him a couple of times Now that's two games In the bounce I've actually saw him He is technically very good He is very strong With both feet Normally you kind of See a guy strong And not bad with other one This guy's good Good awareness A couple of uh, movements With uh, Alfredo Morelos But the one thing I can say about this guy Is he will score goals The reason being is He always takes up areas Where he looks as if He's going to score goals I've seen him as I said A couple of times And it looks as if He could have scored About four or five So you know He will, he will pitch in You need to be careful With Hadji And with those Like Klamala uh, Who are just Into the country There's some Daft talk You know the, Klamala um, Hadji okay. was here For a matter of days And uh, reports from abroad talking about he'll go for a hundred million euros. I mean, come on, let him get in here. He looks a very talented player, uh, and I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard is now, even now, very early on, very happy to have him. Well, Brian Rice says even Rangers coach Michael Beale told him on Saturday that Hamilton were denied a Stonewall penalty. He says the ref had a clear view of the ball hitting Connor Goldson's arm. And that he doesn't think the rule is interpreted the same way for each club. When you play the old firm, you need to take your chances, you need to carry luck, and you need to get some big decisions. We got three injuries on Saturday, we scored a good goal, and we didn't get a couple of the big decisions. That's all. I'm not getting into any trouble with saying anything. Michael Beale said to me at half time, that's a stonewall penalty, I've seen it. How do you not get it? No, we never saw. That's just the way it's been going. That's the last few weeks we've had a couple of things go against us. I say to the lads, you know, you need, you need to use that as a motivation. You know, we've had a couple of decisions in the big games against Celtic, against Rangers. Now, if we'd have got a penalty, if, we might have missed it. We might have scored. So nobody knows. You know, it's, it's but I'm disappointed because the referee has a clear view of it. I've seen it. And uh, the linesman's got a really clear view of it. And it's just something that's just went against us. How do we help them? Get better referees, get better assistants. I need to keep looking for better players. Clubs need to look, keep looking for better coaches. We just need to try and get better, everybody needs to get better. Talking generally about that role, that that role is well enough understood by clubs, by referees, and that it's been interpreted consistently across the, the games? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think it's been interpreted, interpreted the same for every club. You just can't say that. I'm sorry, you just can't say that. That's an allegation of favouritism. Uh, 
Derek McInnes is at a big club And a big club that's struggling And he used to have got a penalty at the weekend But the referee missed it And Celtic when they went to Firhill In the last round of the Scottish Cup Should have had a penalty But didn't get it The referee missed it It's inefficiency But it's not cheating And you just can't say that Brian uh, Alex Usually there's a bit of a debate to be had over these things yeah. Actually there's not really I don't Very think little, I think yeah. even most um, most Rangers fans who tweeted in at the weekend Certainly forgive me if I'm misrepresenting you Feel free to, to argue back But I think everyone accepts the referee's missed one there Oh, There's no two ways about it Gordon You can actually see the way the, the, the ball lands You're thinking how did it actually die a death It clearly struck his arm uh, Which was out, out uh, stretched So you know, under the interpretation of this silhouette Gordon it fascinates me Because uh, I'm, I'm a crystal clear that it's a penalty But you know, when you say, ah, oh, you're trying to make your body bigger when you're going to ground, you naturally try and put your arms down, but you st- it's mm. still big. But you no, no, well, actually, see, there is a distinction. Can you there. tell me about yep. this? Because so, I was looking at this. For one of them, if, if you if you get to the byline and I slide to try and block it, yes, and I and my arm is trailing, pro- propping, yeah. propping me up. Yeah, if the, if the arm is going down towards the ground to sort of hold me up, that's fine. But this was different. I mean, yeah. Conor Golden's arm was sort of stretched out straight in front of him. Yeah, as he leans down, so they, they are a bit different. Had he slid along the ground. And you know, you, no, you I've see seen it, quite it last often weekend, Gordon, where I saw it, and it's yeah. a trailing one and it catches his so arm. If your arm goes down the way to, to hold you up, so to speak, yeah. on the ground and it hits your arm, that shouldn't be a penalty. But this one's different because Goldson's yeah. standing upright and his, his arm goes out in front. Anyway, let's take another call from Andy in Finniston. Hi, Andy. How's he doing? All right. Not bad, Andy. What's on your mind tonight? Right. Well, the first thing I wanted to say was about Jackie McNamara. I'm, I'm through the same thing myself about 15 years ago, I had blood, and then I, I managed to get through it. And I'm just back to my usual daft self again But I hope it gets better Yeah, well said Andy I think everyone's wishing him all the best So thanks for taking the time to say that Aye I was listening to you about, uh, Just at the game, the Rangers game you know, the first, Especially the first half of it The defence You know, we'd look, we did look a bit shaky uh, And I kept Going, we need to do something to get better And then the other point was He would not win And let Tavernier And Badge get down the bank putting Putting the big eyeballs in, I've kept screaming to tell you, so just put a lace wee low one in, pass, and that's what we, uh, we Ryan Ken done for a rebo. What a goal, you know what I mean? That's, I just think about relying too much, and especially in that kind of weather, you know, the high ball in, which is fine when the weather's nice, but in that wind, you're going, no, just keep the ball low, put in fast, and well, that's what they've done. So I was quite delighted with that, you know. Yeah, I think one of the key things is for Stephen Gerrard to get his back line first and foremost sorted, whether he goes with Edmondson again or Katic. You know, I think Katic was doing okay. I thought he struck up a decent partnership with uh, Golson. Um, on an offensive point of view, I thought Rangers were very, very wasteful uh, up until the Kent cross, which you put on a plate for uh, Aribo to score a fine goal. But um, in the main, I thought when he got any depth, but. I can't emphasise the actual conditions as well. You know, it's very easy. You know, if you watch games throughout the weekend where people were in very good positions, yeah. the ball was going all over the place. You think it's going round the face, all of a sudden it catches a gust, it's going up in the air, balls were dropping because it was catching the wind. So uh, I, have, I think there's mitigating circumstances due to the fact of the lack of quality of the weekend. Andy's right, though, Hugh. We, we sat, stood, to be correct, stood and watched it, and Rangers seemed to be getting down the sides side. over and over again. The quality of the delivery wasn't there And then all of a sudden Ryan Kent finds one Right on the money along the ground A terrific finish from Joe Rebo And that's That really it flipped the game Rangers then go on to win convincingly In a game which You know they I wouldn't say they struggled as such But there were clearly some sticky moments throughout yeah. um, Tavernier was particularly guilty Final ball was not good enough However 
you, I think you do have to make allowances this weekend for the kind of weather that was going on there. And Kent, the pass to Aribo and the execution, first class. Uh, but I am willing to make allowances, whether it's for Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, whoever, because that was a truly exceptional mm. weekend weather-wise. Uh, Andy, the only other sort of talking point, if you like, or, or, or debating point amongst the Rangers starting eleven at the moment is the fact that Yanis Hadji's come to the club. He's come in, scored the winner against Hibs. Um, what was it? It was against Hibs. Yeah, just the way you looked at me there, I thought. No, I was actually <laughs> looking at Rory McIlroy's unbelievable shot on the TV. Oh, you're distracted. I'll, I'll just turn that off uh, in a second. Uh, Andy, what about him? He gets you know kept his place in the starting eleven at the weekend. Are you happy Hi. with what you're seeing? Ah, the boy looks good. I think okay, okay, we well to settle, to settle right down to you know what he can do. But the boy does look. He's, he's got talent. He's no afraid to take the ball. Green and even you know he's got men in him. Aye, the boy does look. I said probably take a wee while to adjust. I know he scored a goal. He's, he's you know he's de- he's debuting that, but you know something people expect all that some. But he's just aye, okay. Blend them in nice and easy, take your time with you know, mm. and just, hopefully it will come good for us. Just before we let you go, Andy, we've not really had the chance to look forward yet. What about that cup draw? I mean, Hearts, if you were to base this purely on the league table, you would say, all right, that's a good draw for Rangers, we'll take that. However, the last two visits to Tynecastle have not gone to plan. Is that a draw that fills you with a bit of concern, or are you confident? No, a wee bit of concern, because I said... Uh, I was confident last time we played Hearts and then look what happened, you know what I mean? No, uh, we need to really up our game, the Rangers need to start, hopefully, Manelis now you get that goal. Aye, uh, we really need to start up the game like we did before the winter break because uh, that winter break just seems to kill us. I've just, just taken soul coach for next year. Goodbye. This weather you would. You, you know, he makes an, an interesting point there, Gordon, in terms of the one thing you know about going to Tynecastle, you know you're in for a battle here. You yeah. need to roll up your sleeves. They've got personnel. You know, you look at Boyce and Naismith, you know they two are going to rattle you, get in about you. It's so strange, though, isn't it? You and I spoke about this a few times. We really thought they would kick on. After the, the Rangers game yeah. And they Well yeah they got through in the cup But still not really managing to No absolutely on. Gordon they, they still look to be stuttering a little bit And uh, you know I think it's easy We often said this Are you remember sure? We stood, we stood here with Craig Beatty uh, yeah. That day you, And then the following Saturday You know we were talking about it And it says it's easy To get up for the old firm game It's the, the bread and butter The ones running about that you need to win Has he put the system Daniel Stendhal Before the personnel no, 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 no Because I think when you look at their actual you, you know, you get rid of the ones that were a bit slower Within the squad And what he's done now is Hugh, He's obviously got Suter playing at the back He's also got Halkett who are not bad They're mobile So when they are pressing high up It allows them to recover for anyone But They shed an awful lot of goals And, uh, you know, again I'm making allowances Not excuses uh, But In the awful weather at Falkirk on Saturday night Falkirk hit the bar three times he was lucky to get out of there You think they hit the bar three times It was difficult to tell With the amount of rain On the, yeah. the camera lens You think they hit the bar three no, times I, I wear specs I'm used to that <laughs> Was that just your Was that your vision Coming oh, yeah. down yeah, that, Kobe Road to get here This afternoon normal for me Okay Andy and Finneson Thank you very much We're going to get some travel With Stephen Then we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard On Alfredo Morelos It's a great time for you To get in touch 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him We're looking back on some of the weekend's biggest talking points Across the Scottish Cup We'd love to hear from you on the phones 01419511025 And if you would rather tweet uh, You can find us at ClydeSSB We've got big midweek fixtures as well All oh, of a yeah. sudden Hugh, it seems like we're just getting over one set of games And another set uh, rears their heads So what to look forward to this week Yeah, midweek Celtic Hearts uh, Top versus bottom Every game an adventure Under Daniel Stendhal uh, Can't quite work out heart You know One minute they're beating Rangers Next minute they're struggling uh, It would appear That the players Are struggling at times To cope with the system And Daniel Stendhal's demands But they'll go to Celtic And with Liam Boyce And Stephen Naismith They'll believe they have a chance Rangers at Kilmarnock Where everyone keeps bringing up What happened Just over a year ago after the winter break Rangers went there Full of optimism And lost the match 2-1 And were never the same in the league And Celtic won 8 in a row So big matches for the pair of them On Wednesday night And what about this Scottish Cup draw as, as well Alex we've, yep. we've fleetingly touched on it in terms of In relation to the games that Have gone at the weekend Obviously in this city there's always that intrigue Would Celtic or Rangers be drawn together Would be kept apart They were kept apart what, what did you make of it? What else stands out? Uh, I think Inverness I think they will look at Hibs And think they may well have an opportunity To get to the semi-finals Jack Ross will think it's Probably the easiest tie That they could get against uh, Cali Thistle as well I think Celtic will go up And uh, take care of St Johnson It's how Rangers go about their business Gordon having dropped points twice now At Tynecastle I think that's the, the, the draw Of the uh, of the quarter-finals you know, And then you've got uh, the other ones Kamarnock yeah, St uh, Mirren or yeah. Motherwell versus Aberdeen or Kelly. Yeah, a very good uh, finely balanced one as well I think uh, either one of the managers will uh, expect to go through that tie as well Brian is a Celtic fan on the line What are you concerned with tonight, Brian? What's on your mind? Well, it's not so much a concern It's more of what Hugh was talking about earlier on I mean, players coming in I'm a Celtic fan, as you know I was there at Clyde on uh, Sunday And it was a very, very very terrible conditions to play football in but we were all dressed in I'm sure I don't know if Hugh was there or if the lads were there we were all dressed in their jackets and you know like scarves hats badges whatever these guys are out there with t-shirts and shorts on so we give them that credit and that's both teams what I was listening to um, at the beginning of the show and Hugh was talking about players taking or given, being given days off, you know, more experienced players and French players. Scott Brown won't take a day off ever. He won't take a day off. And I know that for a fact. I've, I've, I've been in company that, that, that spoke to people and spoke to Scott. Scott Brown does not want to take days off. He, he likes to drive forward. He likes to show, by example, I've seen him in Russia walking through zero, I think, seven, minus seven degrees and he was wearing shorts and T-shirt to walk into the hotel. Um, my point is that, um, you know, these guys are professional. These guys are working hard. Scott Brown, for me, how in God's earth are we going to ever replace him when Father Time catches up to him and he's the only one that will break him down He's the only one Scott Brown will go And go and go Until He can't go You know The other point That I was going to make And it kind of connects is Scotland And the authorities That run this game Must 
do something about this whole uh, plastic pitch carry-on. We have uh, conditions that are akin to, um, you know, like wintry conditions where, but we can we can have groundsmen who can work on grass and move on grass and make grass good. The, the modern day um, grasses that we can get on it. And I know that the cost will be greater. But these parks are going to cause serious injury to someone. Very, very yeah. simple response, Brian. Also, just, just on that accusation, and I'm not for a second saying you're wrong because loads of pros would agree with you, Brian, but the evidence is still lacking about the direct correlation Actually, with injuries. That's that's the problem. The, the players don't like it. That's important because PFA yeah. Scotland will tell you that. So maybe we should listen to the players. Lots of fans don't like it as well. But that direct correlation between, you know, to get proof of increased chance of injury is still lacking. But anyway, the first thing you have to do is if teams don't like it and want them removed and want teams who have them to be refused entry to the top flight, do something about it. Make your case Get together Approach the SFA The SPFL But you have to do something It's all, just talk It's also the type of thing We could spend mul- Multiple shows on So just so that Brian Can get both points answered Let's move Let's keep his Body temperature To, to one side And focus more on the football For Scott yeah. Brown Yeah I know it, Good on him For being able to wear a t-shirt In the, the cold It certainly wouldn't be me um, But I'm, I'm sure for Neil Lennon The standout thing would be Alex 43 appearances yeah, By the 9th of January For a guy that we were Told or People thought was Going to be Managed Is that the phrase They use yeah. these days 43 appearances By the 9th of February It's a remarkable uh, Return so far Gordon I think one of the things You can actually label It Scott Brown Is that he Wants to play Every single game He wants to be Up front and centre He wants to drive The team forward And we were touching On this prior to Come on the show About mm. in terms of The personnel he has Round about him I reckon he could play For another couple of years Easy Two, three, four years Because when you look at the guys at either side to you He has tons and tons of legs There's runners all over the place yeah. And he's experienced And he doesn't look as if he's wearing physically himself So he has uh, a few years Scott sends level. himself up He sends himself up Plays the part of the big daft boy from Fife But he does know He'll be 35 in the summer And he does know that it won't last forever And that's why I think he wants to play every game in every competition, in all weathers, because he will miss this game like nobody's business when Father Time finally does tell him to call it a day. So uh, he is irreplaceable, and where Celtic get Scott Brown Mark II, I do not know. Uh, thank you to Brian and Sterling. Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard. He hopes Alfredo Morelos' goal on Saturday will send him back to being in top form. He says the striker has missed chances in recent games that he'd normally score. But believes he's on his way back to his best. I think he looks sharp today. I think um, he'll be disappointed that he never scored in the first half. I thought that was a real good chance for someone like Alfredo. So he's probably slightly disappointed he hasn't scored a couple today. Um, but there was still part of his play that was typical Alfredo, where he's undefendable. He's really strong and powerful. He ran through the defender and won the penalty, uh, which is obviously the breakthrough we were looking for. And then again, he's in the right place at the right time and he still had to do a little bit with, with the header. It was a deflective cross, there wasn't much pace on it. So he showed the power in his neck muscles to guide that on. Hopefully that goal will spring him into more now because uh, we need him fighting as quick as possible. You think you needed that goal just to get the Yeah, possibly. I think all forwards, especially number nines, you know, they thrive on goals and they get confidence and belief from goals. Um, he had a wonderful chance for us against Aberdeen that he normally takes. Uh, which cost us a bit 
Um, and today, first half again, it was a similar chance where he's in on goal, and you'd expect the net to go. But um, hopefully, that header will will spring him into more goals. But he's definitely getting in the right places. Some news, Hugh, going back to December 29th today And that's that a 12-year-old boy has been charged in relation to alleged racist chants Directed at a Rangers player in the game against Celtic at Celtic Park on the 29th So police have issued um, this statement today Reminding the public as well as the person charged is below the age of 18 He can't be named or identified uh, for legal reasons um, and, and those legal reasons are also what don't really allow this to become a, a big phone-in discussion If you like no. A 12-year-old boy has been charged Criminal proceedings are, are active And therefore we simply cannot Speculate we, or, or debate it yeah, We, we can, can speak in general terms of course Fans And it's no fault of theirs But fans don't understand The law as it applies to newspapers Radio and television uh, It's not their business to understand it But it's our business to say that because action has been taken by Police Scotland today We cannot interfere with the process In general terms And with no direct reference to what happened today Racism in football And in everyday life Is abhorrent There's no one In here Who is going to contradict that statement It is abhorrent We don't want it in football We don't want sectarianism in football But we cannot refer anymore to what happened today because the legal process has to be respected. A couple of weeks ago, there was a, a case involving Shea Logan, the Aberdeen fullback. And he spoke to the family of the boy concerned in that matter. And that boy has learned a harsh lesson. His family were mortified. They have learned a harsh lesson. And he will not do that again. But... I repeat, finally, racism is abhorrent. Let's leave that one there for now. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. What a way to kick off a week by winning Beat the Pundit. The weather's miserable, you get the same ball to cheer you up if you beat Alex Ray or Hugh Keevens by getting more questions right. You have to call us now and before 7 o'clock though, 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, Brian Rice, the Hamilton boss, has been speaking today. He believes more needs to be done to stop games going ahead in extremely windy conditions. Food, food for thought, Hugh. I'm just going to leave that dangling there. I wonder if you were out at a game at the weekend. Or if you watched it on the TV Do we sometimes overlook The impact that, that wind can have in a game We get obsessed about waterlogged pitches And all the rest of it Is wind maybe worse than the lot You I tell us 0141 We'll dig into that after this Hugh Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football The first beat the pundit of the new week It's a clean slate for listeners and pundits alike And Kevin in Bargedi Is going to kick things off for the listeners this week How are you Kevin? I'm very well, how's yourself? Not too bad at all Kevin uh, A Celtic fan, happy with the job done yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Difficult conditions, but I go over the line, that's, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Difficult conditions indeed. We'll hear from Brian Rice on that in just a second. Let's find out who you're up against, though, Kevin. If it's heads, it'll be Hugh. And if it's tails, it'll be Alex Ray. And it is heads. Hugh Keevens against Kevin 
From Borghetti Is that good oh, news Or bad news It's always next week When you've been shocked Takes you, takes uh, you down Let's give you Something else to listen to That way he can't hear Us anymore Kevin Right Here's the deal If you've never heard it before You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it quickly And move on To the next one Okay yeah. Good man. Let's get stuck in. Your time starts now. Who scored a hat trick for Hibs against BSC Glasgow? Oh, uh, Deutsch. Who's the only non Premiership team left in the Scottish Cup? Uh, Inverness. What country does Scott Arfield represent? Canada. What term was used to describe the rivalry between Dundee United and Aberdeen in the 80s? The New Sun. Which Rangers player is currently on loan at St Johnston? Middleton. Who's got the most Premiership clean sheets apart from McGregor and Forster? Joe Lewis. Where did John Souter start his career? Dundee United. Okay. Hugh Evans, are you ready to try and go one better? I am. Good stuff. Your time starts now. No, it doesn't. You need to press the right button. Here we go. Who scored a hat trick for Hibs against BSC Glasgow? Right, multi. Who is the only non Premiership team left in the Scottish Cup? Inverness Kelly. What so. country does Scott Arfield represent? Australia. What term was used to describe the rivalry between Dundee United and Aberdeen in the 80s? New firm. Which Rangers player is currently on loan at St Johnston? Pass. Who has the most Premiership clean sheets apart from McGregor and Forster? Uh, Joe Lewis. Where did John Souter start his career? Dundee United. And name any one of the four man-made objects that appear on the Hibs badge, quickly. Hammer. Okay. That's the guess. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? Oh, he may have picked me the one, I think. Mm, I thought they sure. were easy tonight, oh, I think it was close. Do you think they were easy? Uh, yeah, I did yeah. do, yeah. Producer Andy's going easy on you at the start of a new week. Who scored a hat trick for Hibs against BSC? It was Mark McNulty, 1 0 Keevens. Who's the only non Premiership team left in the Scottish Cup? Inverness. You both got it, 2 1 Keevens. Equaliser, Kevin. In mm. Burgedi though, Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Not Australia. Course, yeah. Two all after. Three questions Good game What term was used to describe the rivalry Between Dundee United and Aberdeen in the 80s It was a new firm You both got it So you're still level Which Rangers player is currently on loan At St Johnson Holt Jason Holt see. Who has the most Premiership clean sheets Outside of Alan McGregor And Fraser Forster Both of you went for Joe Lewis Inexplicably overlooking The goalkeeper who's in third place In the league I must say Um, Don't worry Not overly offended Mark Gillespie Mother goalkeeper has got 10 Sorry Mark Where did John Souter start his career Dundee United You both got it So you're level at this point Kevin And you've run out of questions So Hugh Keevans has to hope There's a hammer On the Hibs badge (laughs) There is a Harp A castle a football And a ship No hammer <laughs> So we're going to the tiebreaker It's Trino Lopez If <laughs> I had all. a hammer For all Good game I like that Kevin The situation is like this I'm going to read The tiebreaker question I'll get Hugh Keevans To write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Kevin okay Okay sure I want you to write this down quickly Not too much thinking about mm-hmm. it What year Were hearts formed Write it down Hugh You're taking a bit of a guess I think In what year were hearts formed Quickly Okay, he's shown me his bit of paper Kevin, what would your guess be? It's 1874 Kevin's gone 1874 Hugh Keevans has gone 1847 Kevin 
Has got it right on the nose Whoa, well 1874 done. Love did it eight, 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 <laughs> He said 1847 Kevin did you know that off, Did you know it or was it a guess Surely not a guess um, I thought it was 1873 And then the last minute came by Brilliant Right on the nose Well, well done Kevin. Kevin The sign ball is on its way to Bargedi well As Kevin. we speak Well done Thanks very much Cheers like that. Listen if you get a tiebreaker on the nose You've done well that Although there is a bit of knowledge there Some people maybe did know that So there we go Well done Kevin Jumped in with Scott Arfield Of course it's Canada Yeah You'll take Why didn't that Canadian in there tell me? <laughs> You'll take it gracefully Thank God he called him a Canadian <laughs> Were you worried there when he started that? Yeah, no And my heart in my mouth I thought this was his last ever show A long, distinguished career <laughs> It had all gone up in smoke Because he was going to abuse the Canadian producer But he's fine He's fine, he's still here He's still with us As I'm sure you will all be delighted to know Right, let's hear a bit from Brian Rice Um but this isn't exclusive to Hamilton I'm wondering if you were out at a game at the weekend I wonder what you made of the conditions Do we need to do a bit more to take wind into account? Because we very rarely You know, we sometimes get safety concerns and all the rest of it But we focus on waterlogged pitches What about the impact that wind has on a game of football? Were you at one at the weekend? And if you were, was it ruined? Or do we just need to toughen up and get on with it? Let us know what you think Because Brian Rice says more needs to be done To stop games in extremely windy conditions he says the BSC Glasgow Hibs game was a farce because of the weather and that matches just turned into a lottery. I can't believe in this day and age that we've got goal line technology, we've got VAR, we've got all these tools to improve the game and we've not got a win meet. I've said it now for 15 years. The worst conditions you can ever play in is the wind. I think it's been proven. You know, there must be a win meter. There must be something we can use because it just destroys the game. Players don't like it, fans will not come out in it, the game's a lottery. You know, with all this technology we've got, surely somebody, you know, there must be a win meter. We must come up with something to stop games going over and making it a lottery. I was at the Hibs game yesterday. Complete farce. Complete farce, you know. Uh, fair play to the two teams trying to make a go at it and trying, to, trying their very best and for the fans for turning up in horrendous conditions. I hold my hands up to them, fantastic. Falkirk Hearts. Saturday night, same, you know, and Clyde Celtic, I believe, was the same as well. But, you know, in this day and age, surely we can come up with something. I think it's a point. Absolutely. Um, I think if you go to a ground and it's waterlogged, that's perfectly obvious. You can see that for yourself. If you go to the ground and it's snowbound, you can see that for yourself. Uh, if the areas leading up to the ground are icy or covered in snow, that could put a game off because it's a danger to the spectators. But with the wind, we had Fraser Wishart at St Mirren on Saturday and we could barely hear him above the wind. And when you look at television... Ah, that's, that's OK, people don't mind that. <laughs> when you see the television pictures of corner flags, horizontal corner flags, how are players supposed to play in this? So I think that Brian Rice has a point there because... As people keep on saying We're approaching the business end of the season Storm Kira hasn't left us yet Big stakes Big points at stake And we You know Alec If the if the wind Has an effect on the game Then Why should it Why should it start In the first place I think he makes a very valid point I often say to Gordon And yourselves in the studio It's one of the conditions I used to hate playing in Because you can't judge The flight of the ball Because it catches the wind Or it overruns It's actually quite dangerous As well Hugh Uh, And I'm looking at the fixture list At the moment Uh, If you take Rangers As an example The 8th of March Is the next uh, game they play And every week uh, Midweek Between now and then 
uh, has fixtures for you. The problem you have, you have congestion as well. So mm. I'm not exactly sure. And then you have, there'll be a probably after the Braga game, one of the fixtures will be moved as well. So that'll probably go into that midweek. So it's trying to reschedule these oh, games. We play so much football, but I take his point totally on board and he's absolutely right. But if the wind makes the match unplayable, yep. as flooding makes it unplayable or snow, yeah. Uh, then why should the wind be treated any differently? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Alex, we fall into the habit of thinking, you know, well, what's the big deal? Just don't play long high balls. But there's more to it than that. You could see the Hearts game in particular. Yeah. The, the, even trying to move the ball from side to side, the ball was either blowing, you know, way out of the pitch or or, or staying in the pitch when it otherwise wouldn't. And it just lottery probably is a, yeah. a fair word for it. Gordon, you, you were highlighting the longer ball, you know, whether it holds up and things, but even the shorter balls as well impacts it. It's it's not ideal at all. Uh, I commend the players because having played in it myself, it's not ideal, you know, because whatever you believe is, it is a bit of a leveller here in terms mm-hmm. of ability because you can't get the ball down at times yeah. and it's very difficult. Uh, you know, cross balls, the whole shooting match. So it may well be something they may well look at because I think safety as well, without doubt, it definitely uh, impacts that also. And if you talk about spectators as well, I mean, the, yeah. we've, we've uh, looked at some spectacular structural damage down south today where they appear to be having it even worse than we are here. Uh, the safety of the fans has to be taken into account as well. Uh, don't forget, the number you need to get in touch tonight is 01419511025. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Uh, I think we've got. Joan Paisley on the line You seem to disappear there Just waiting to see if we can get um, Joe on the line at the moment I think we can Yes, let's speak to Joe in Paisley Hi Joe, how are you? Oh, I'm good mate, yourself? Not too bad at all What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just talking about I was like, The famous Archie McPherson About the wind and everything else The famous Archie McPherson lines was um, It was a Celtic against Inter Milan and the ground was perfect, right? And he turned around and said it'll give both the teams an advantage. So then, of course, with the wind, it gives both the team a disadvantage. And uh, I, I understand about, about safety and everything, but that was one thing that I always remember. It was one of the favourite lines from him. Gives both the team an advantage and then gives both the team a disadvantage. Yeah, I think that that, that is... Pretty true And we even What was it Peterhead Forfer Was called off After half an hour yeah. Due to high winds It would have been interesting To know if Were those winds Worse than What we had In some yeah. of the other well, games I don't know Because you can't I, be More than one place at once but. I read Jim McAnally This morning Saying that he knew The game would never Last the course And he knew the day before The game would never Last the course I, I just think It begs the question Hugh Why yeah. make people Travel all that way up there I just think we We are unaccustomed To the idea of Calling a game off Because of wind But if you can't play football in it, what's the point in having a football match? Yeah, exactly. I agree with that as well. I agree with that. But then the whole point is it's it's one of those ones is safety as well. And what you did mention, and it should be looked at as a wind. But I just thought about Archer McPherson there when they actually did, did make that statement. I'll be delighted. With to, the football. I'll be delighted to tell Archie that you, uh, you remembered his words because uh, he and I speak frequently and Archie will be delighted that you've remembered his words. But Joe, I wonder if that's maybe just missing the point a bit because no one's pretending that it, it does favour one team or the other. That's not what this is about. We're not trying to cut one team slack over another. It's really just about ruining the spectacle. And I know it's the same for both teams, but is that the point? If you, yes, that's the whole point. One of the things is if you're going to that game as a spectator, 
you're you're getting you're getting dealt with. I mean, if you watch the sorry, if you watch the rugby um, during the Scotland game and having to hold the ball and everything else when they're trying to do a kick and all that stuff. So at the same point with football, there there is it's 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 potluck. Um, really at the end of the day and keeping the ball on the ground but using artificial pitch at the same time the ball's going to run across it at any point as soon as, just, as, soon as you get a gust of wind so that's why I, I was saying that it was like one of those ones the grass is not going to hold it it's just going to keep moving so um, it's, as, as I said it's potluck he's right in what he said it's potluck in what's happening in that game Brian Rice having been the man who brought it up Brian Rice should go and speak to Ronnie McDonald at Hamilton Ackies and say, listen, can you not go to the next uh, SPFL or SFA meeting and suggest that we should be looking at wind as a hazard, an impediment to playing football? As I said earlier on, nothing will ever change unless you do something about it. Let's speak to Alistair in Corker Hill. Hi, Alistair. Uh, good evening, Gordon, uh, Alec and you. I'm just, uh, to- I, I, I totally agree with what Brian Rice says, chaps. It's basically down to human life and limbs being at risk of, uh, uh, what do you call it, the grounds have been, because remember the Celtic Caledonian Thistle game was cancelled because something fell off, the Culter Rangers Killer games, oddly enough, cancelled with the same thing and it happened at a Rangers European game that some came off one of the stands to hold it back. People's life and limbs are, as well as the spectators. We want to see good football promoted. I know it's going to be, as Alex says, a possible clog up, but if games don't go ahead through this, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, I think it does seriously well, need to have to be looked at. Two separate things, to be fair, Hugh, because games will will be called off if they're not safe yeah. still. I think Brian Rice is coming at it more from a footballing perspective. Sure. So, you know, they are slightly separate, but Alistair is, is on to something as well. Yeah, Alistair was telling the young whippersnappers in here last uh, Saturday about that Inverness Cali Thistle game because, of course, that was the one where uh, Cali went ballistic and Celtic were atrocious. Um, and it, it couldn't take place on the Saturday because part of the roof uh, was in danger of being removed at Celtic Park. So they played it on the Wednesday night. Brian Rice is thinking, how do you play football? Brian Rice, as a footballer himself, when he was known as Chipper, was one of the loveliest footballers you you would see, and he he doesn't like it when he sees the beautiful game distorted by the wind. But you have raised a point as well, Alistair, that you you also have to take into account the safety of those who are at the game. So as I say, nothing will happen unless Brian Rice goes to Ronnie McDonald, or chairmen get together, owners get together, and say, right, what are we going to do about this? What about your own team at the weekend, Alistair? Ah, well, they, they get through, uh, Gordon. I wasn't there on the Saturday. It was at a junior game, but I, I was one each when I left the house. I was mighty relieved to see they ended up winning 4-1. How did the and, juniors uh, cope with the wind? Uh, it was very much across the way, Hugh. It, uh, it was at the Benbird, uh, what do you call it, Kilwinning Rangers game on Saturday, and it very much went across the park. Oh. But they coped with it not too bad, despite the conditions, and at least tried to play football Kilwinning. Kalwinning how did the bends down and more or less gritted out the result and played better to the conditions, I suppose. Well they still are they still at Tinto Park, the Benz? It's, it's new Tinto new Park Tinto now Park, here yeah. across from Asdo. Asda they built one where the old cleansing ground used to be. I remember it well. At yeah. the back of the other houses. And uh, they've settled in quite well there on the top flight for the first time since the first season. But we're up against a battle to try and stay up, but 
It was a bonus getting there So just enjoy whatever football happens Between down then Good man Well done That was Alistair and Corker Hill Hugh Rangers have issued a statement this evening is very long uh, So I will just try and, and pick out the highlights if you like It says now police have charged an individual With racially abusing Alfredo Morelos At the Old Firm game on 29th December It's necessary to state again Racist abuse in any form Must never be condoned or dismissed uh, They want to make it clear that The Rangers have a duty of care Not to say anything That might compromise a live Police, in Scot- police Scotland investigation uh, Quite a number of paragraphs follow that though um, I would say mostly The gist of it is Um Unhappy with the media who have dismissed or trivialised abusive behaviour As too many outlets, journalists and pundits have done so In this instance, perhaps there might be a bout of contrition And one or two may feel a pang of guilt The evidence some of them so loudly demanded is there in the form of this charge um, It goes on to say that you know Alfredo Morelos has been described as a waster, a cheat, an angry brat And one columnist or pundit wrote that if you can't take the vitriol you're in the wrong city So this has been aimed at Members of the media Hugh without naming them I think the, uh-huh. the, that column was in reference to Was it Davy Proven's yeah, column Sunday, yesterday yeah. um, If you scroll further down It says especially vulgar in this manner In which claims of abuse, racist and sectarian Have been dismissed in some quarters BBC Scotland in particular Where the overall situation has been mocked Amid outrageous claims Rangers were behind the leaking of certain stories None of this shows our media and country uh, In a good light So I don't I don't know if, if if any of it's aimed at you And people at Rangers are listening They are more than welcome to phone in And, and tell us what we've well, done wrong It seems it's been aimed elsewhere yeah. but I, I think we all know who the, the other journalist is uh, a, a, a television pundit who, who demanded evidence of uh, I mean you can see his name it's Mike, right. Michael Stewart who, uh, who demanded evidence of a uh, racist chant Being aimed at Alfredo Morelos um, Rangers are fighting their corner here uh, let me say In passing uh, David Proven is an old old friend of mine And not a racist bone in his body um, But We have a problem with it It was Let's not forget A Ranger supporter who Of 15 years of age Who uh, aimed abuse at Shea Logan And Shea Logan went to the family And that was sorted out And the young man is chastened And will be better for um, having had the error of his ways pointed out to him In general terms And with no direct reference to any particular incident Racism in football is abhorrent Yeah, I mean, that's the thing Alex We can yeah. all agree with that it, if, if there is a debate between Rangers and columnists of a newspaper yeah. A debate between Rangers and, and BBC Scotland not really for us to, to get in the middle of They may well at some point in the, the future or the past Have issues with us as well Which they are more than welcome yeah. to, to phone and, and discuss And whatever But I, I think as things stand I don't really know how we get in the middle of A dispute between one of our biggest clubs And other media outlets No, I think uh, we have to leave that uh, on I think Rangers are within their rights you To call out certain people On the back of uh, particular columns That they are not yeah. happy with Or yeah. what they think is Unacceptable, you know, with Michael talking about, um, uh, you know, give his evidence. Then Davy was talking about he's in the wrong city, I would say. But for me, that was a step too far as well, Hugh. Purely for the point of view, is it almost seemed as if abuse was ex- acceptable, whereas, you know, uh, the young man's came from a different country to live here and he shouldn't have to put away any abuse. Okay, let's leave that there. We are now four and a half minutes late for this. Producer Andy's having kittens next door. We've got a full time teaser coming next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the night. Well, it's a bit later than usual, but I'm sure two men of your intellect will oh, be able to cope on. no problem at all with the reduced time frame. We're looking for your answers on tonight's full time teaser. Now, just a bit of housekeeping. If you want to send your questions in, you want to hear it on the show, the address you need is full time at Clyde1.com That's full time At Clyde1.com And your question Like Mikey's Tonight could be used On the show So thank you to Mikey For sending this in He is looking for Eight players Who've scored a winner In a major cup final In Scotland Since 2000 And Have been capped By their country So eight players Have scored a winner In a major cup final In Scotland Since 2000 and have been capped by their country So you don't need me to tell you But just in case there's any doubt As in a 1-0 if you scored the 1 That's the winner If it was 2 all and you scored the goal to make it 3-2 That's a winner So forget guys that have just scored all right. You need to think specifically Winner uh, Ferguson or Lovingkrantz Which one? I'm going to go with Lovingkrantz Yes And obviously been capped He's done it twice Yes Yep. So he's one of the 8 Well done Henry Larson must be in there somewhere the, twen- the 2003 League Cup Final And the 2002 Scottish Cup Final Do you know Hugh Keevans He Is not I'm I mean gonna... he scored in finals But never The, the winner If well, that makes sense John Hartson <laughs> He's going through an old Tried no. and tested Chris Sutton No Chris Commons No Darren O'Dea Chris Boyd <laughs> Darren O'Dean No Chris Boyd Yes The winner on, In the 2008 <laughs> Scottish Cup final Against Queen of the South In a 3-2 win 18 caps for Scotland Ji Sung Young No <sighs> mm. So it can be Scottish Cup Or League Cup Just a major cup final Yeah Okay I'll just repeat it once more And we'll leave David it out Thompson? there No We'll leave it out there For the listeners Can you name 8 players Who've scored a winner So it has to be a winner In a major cup final In Scotland Since 2000 and they've been capped by their country. So guys like Peter Lovenkrantz, he's done it twice and he's been capped by Denmark. Chris Boyd, 2008 Scottish Cup final, capped by Scotland. Chris Commons. No, he said that already. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we'll leave it there. Um, bit of news coming out of Fir Park this afternoon, Hugh. Mm. And that's it. Motherwell have now cleared all of their outstanding external debt. Yeah. Now a final payment of around £80,000 has been made to five individuals who invested in the club back in November and the balance has been settled following the transfer of James Scott to Hull at the end of the window. You remember that, it was a fee of around £1.5 million. So over £2 million of debt has been cleared in three years. Uh, They now operate with zero external debt and for the first time in 40 years, I think it is, will work with no fixed or floating charges over for Park Stadium to to external parties. Well, when James Scott was sold and people said, why are you doing that? That's why you're doing it To give the club Stability Security And uh, James Scott With 30 odd games Played for Motherwell His transfer was A godsend And there might be more to come David Turnbull Who could have gone to Celtic For £3 million Is now Winning his fight To regain full fitness uh, And He could be The next big money transfer But well done to all concerned because I always go back to the day when 17 people lost their jobs in one day at Fir Park. When John um, Boyle lost £10 million uh, 
Because of the way Motherwell will run at that particular time And now they understand the need to live within their means And Occasionally To sell a player for big money Because that's part of the deal Yeah I mean Chief Executive Alan Burrows on Twitter today um, Alex saying Calling it a momentous day for the club And thanking the contributions of the likes of Les Hutchison And John Boyle For the way they structured a repayment plan and, And writing off part of the debt as well So I think it's it's a bit of a lesson, and eventually, and because I don't think anyone would try and pretend that they're clearly, you know, that there weren't massive mistakes made in the past, and people suffered as a result of it. Um, but maybe a lesson in sort of learning from those mistakes and getting yourself to a really sustainable level. Yeah, I have to uh, commend them in the the job they've done. I think uh, when you look at the board, Alan Burrow's been a big part of that as well. Gordon started at the bottom, uh, one of these forward thinking guys, good media team, brilliant on the pitch. It's a success story all the while And uh, they'll be looking to try and get third spot And you know when you look at the stuff they're doing at the academy So it's a perfect model What's brilliantly for them On the pitch then Still in the cup But with a bit of work to be done It was a draw between St Mirren and Motherwell On mm. Saturday One all in Paisley They'll have to dance again Next Tuesday night I believe yep. Hopefully the weather improves Let's hear from both managers I think it was a fair result yeah You know, I was really pleased with how the players went about it in the first half And I thought we slightly shaded the first half in terms of quality and chances created um, And you're looking forward to the second half with the elements behind you But I don't think we utilised the wind well enough We didn't get the ball wide enough to get crosses in the box We certainly didn't work the goalkeeper enough either So in the grand scheme of things I don't think neither myself nor Stephen could... Um, Sit here and honestly say we deserve to win it. I think a draw was probably fair. Over the whole piece, a draw is definitely fair. I would have liked uh, to see the penalty back again. I think we've got a serious claim for a penalty in the first half. Alex Yakubiak gets a great attempt on goal. Gillespie makes a very good save. And then from the follow up, Sam Foley has a shot. Looks like it's hit the midfielder's hands. Uh, straight after that, Hodds is trying to put a ball in the box. Again, it's stopped by the Motherwell defender's hands. So. Um, yeah, I think that's one. If you, if that kind of decision goes for you, then you come in a half time level pegging with the wind behind you uh, to go and try and win it. But for me, it looked as if the arms aren't in that natural position that they talk about. That one, there will be a bit of debate over Hugh because mm. this debate about natural position and seeing it back, of course, once the ball hits your arm, it'll then moves. You're trying to slow it right down and see, you know, was the arm already out? It's so difficult So this uh, hit Peter Hartley what, what would you go for Penalty or not No Oh okay I thought because of the proximity Of the cross as well It was so close to him I don't think he's got time to react I think his arms were in Well his, his elbow was in So for me it wasn't a penalty either Okay uh, That was Jim Goodwin Let's hear Stephen Robinson's take Had you been out there In the wind and rain You'd have struggled to pass the ball We tried to We still tried to play our game We created a lot of chances And a draw is probably a fair result In the end They had a couple of chances as well the Second half we were better we, we did try and get ownership Of the game and play it was difficult, the conditions were so, so difficult for the players, but they showed a great character, dug in. Um, and I'm delighted with them that they've, they've you know, we're, we're still in the hut, we'll be back up for a park in another week and we go confident with them. Did, did you have to adapt the game plan at half-time, you sort of deal with the wind as it picked up a bit? Uh, yeah, it picked up again the second half, to be fair, so we weren't, it was, you know, I thought first half we, we were decent, um, but second half I thought we actually played better when we had the wind against us and we, we passed the ball a little bit more. Uh, Marco Har's a great chance to win it for us. Liam Donnelly's a great chance. Um, their goal is a deflection, so we're a wee bit disappointed with that. Um, I thought we could have been done better for that, but uh, to be still in the hat, back to Fir Park next week, we'd, we'd have taken that. Kind of, with the last 20 minutes with the, the wind swirling and balls going into our box, you know, both teams kept all their forward players on trying to win it. So we've got to be the, the happier of the two sides. 
And Scottish football throws up these things from time to time St Mirren and Motherwell Motherwell and St Mirren will now play each other three times in the space of ten days Because well. they played on Saturday They will meet again in the league at Fir Park this Saturday oh. And then Tuesday I night think. at Fir Park in the <laughs> cup replay It's a nightmare isn't it? I never think any good comes of that really But uh, again Stephen Robinson talking about players' inability to pass the ball to each other because of the wind If Brian Rice is listening he'll be saying I told you so, I told you so uh, but I think both managers were in agreement that at the end of the day, all things considered, including the weather, uh, a draw was a fair result, and they'll just have to go on with their triple header. And it's the two replays, if you like, that are scheduled to meet each other, Alex. Yes, so that's correct. Yep. The incentive for Motherwell and St Mirren is that they would also have a home tie in the next round if they were to get through, and that would be against Kilmarnock or Aberdeen. And you would think either one of them would fancy their chances, particularly at home, Gordon and. Uh, they will be desperate to get into that next round That's for sure And uh, because it brings a wee bit of kudos It gets some more finances through the door as well And it gets you going in the right direction And uh, I look forward to them Yeah, so that replay is down for Tuesday the 18th I think it is, yes Tuesday the 18th of February Lots of two games to come uh, before that So St Mirren away to Livy midweek Away to Motherwell the following Saturday Then away to Motherwell again Just a couple of days later So we'll keep an eye out on those games As they draw ever closer what about tonight's teaser though The question is this Can you name eight players We're only looking for eight You're getting off lightly Who have scored a winner In a major cup final in Scotland Since 2000 And been capped by their country So the, you've got Peter Lovenkrantz so far He did it in the 0-2 Scottish Cup final The 0-3 League Cup final And he's been capped by Denmark Chris Boyd The 0-8 Scottish Cup final He's been capped by Scotland Stevie May No uh, Ryan Christie Yes Do you remember when? Uh, would it have been the last couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> yes Who was it against? Um, Hearts No um, Aberdeen Aberdeen yeah Tom Rogic The 2018 League Cup final against Aberdeen Yeah you'll remember that one Hugh That was a bit easier to remember Because of the significance attached Yeah that was a, a treble winning goal 2017 Scottish Cup final He's got 47 caps for Australia So Here, he definitely counts Here's one Craig Bryson No No uh, I'm going to go for um, Jelovic Yes The 2011 League Cup final against Celtic And he's been capped by Croatia We'll leave it there You have One Two Three to get We'll try and get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are still here They've not fallen out Over tonight's Full time teaser <laughs> There is still time for that Though Mikey Big thank you to Mikey For sending the question in He wants to know If you can name the eight players Who have scored a winner in a major cup final in Scotland since 2000 And been capped by their country So guys like Peter Lovenkrantz Chris Boyd Tom Rogic Nikita Jelovic Ryan Christie I think you've got Three to get Kenny Miller Yep 2010 League Cup final Against St Mirren And just the 69 caps for Scotland Okay, oh, that that game as well? Only two to go So I think we can Leave it there You've got plenty of time to get them Let's take a call from Craig Who is a Rangers fan On the line Hi Craig Hi Gents How you doing Good Craig uh, Actually no, I think I do know one of the No don't, don't you dare Don't tell us I would say it Because you know <laughs> I'll leave the The two brains of Britain To work it out Yes uh, No I think uh, the game At the weekend there You know It was partially buoyed by Conditions But I think 
it's getting to a point now for me with Rangers where we're now seven, eight games back. I've not seen a really good performance yet. Um, Saturday was passable, conditions and all fine, but again, it was too slow at the gates. And when you're going, I mean, particularly going to Rugby Park uh, on Wednesday, that's going to be tough. And Kilmarnock will be, you know, they'll be looking to get a result. They'll fancy it. Um, and we have to go and absolutely make sure that we're up for it. Uh, the next round of the, the cup as well against Hearts. And don't get me wrong, you know, I know a few fans have come on and just concerned about Hearts. I don't fear playing Hearts. I don't think Rangers or Stephen Gerrard will fear going to Tink Castle. I think they'll probably relish the opportunity to go and vanquish some of those demons um, for the last couple of games. Um, I want to make up for as well because on Saturday and even today with Brian Rice, it was mentioned about the penalty. Rangers did get away with one. There's no question they got away with one. It was a penalty. But there was a Celtic fan come on on Saturday who had a right go at the referee and suggested there was almost some sort of bias. Uh, Brian Rice also made the same implication that there was some sort of favouritism towards the old firm. You know, for me, at the end of the day, the referees in this country are massively inconsistent. I mean, God knows we lost the cup final partially due to a big decision going against us. Um, but these things happen in this country and until such time as VAR comes in or does an improvement with the refs, it's going to be a continuous team. Every team, every team feels it. So the likes of Brian Rice and McInnes as well at the weekend, you know, having the goal they did as if, you know, it's exclusive, if it's Rangers and Celtic, it's bigger. It's not, it happens to everybody. Yeah, I said that at the end of the Brian Rice clip that you just can't say that. It's an allegation of favouritism when you can have inefficiency the referee at Hamilton was inefficient. The referee at Pataudry, when he denied Aberdeen uh, on Saturday, which should have been a penalty, was inefficient. But beyond that, you can't accuse them of anything else. Um, and it's not peculiar to this country either. I mean, the, the, television now allows us to have a look at football from all over the place. And referee mistakes go on everywhere. But unfortunately, in this country... You cannot rid people of the notion that these things are done deliberately and for a specific purpose. What about the, the footballing point, yeah. Craig, mate, Alex? It's the end of Monday's show, so I think you know for the first time we can already think about Wednesday's fixtures, which are pretty close. Will, will Rangers need their best performance of 2020 to win at Kilmarnock? I mean, yeah. is, is that possible yeah. just given the... The type of venue it has been in the past for them. Yeah, I think uh, when you go back to the this time last year, Gordon, I think uh, Rangers lost after the winter break, lost in the last day of the season down there, so it's a difficult venue. Uh, I think they've won twice against Kilmarnock this year, so more favourable. But whatever way you look at it, it's always a hard game. If it was the opening game of the season, not a last minute or a last couple of minutes that Rangers scored to you. Yeah. Uh, so you know they they, they know. Kilmarnock have actually started to turn the corner a little bit A couple of decent results on the back of some terrible form of late So they'll have to go down there They'll have to match them physically Because the one thing about the, the Alec Dyer's mob They will get wired in They're on a little bit of run And they'll be looking to try and kind of turn Rangers over So, But they will have to play better mm. That's for sure Rangers Yeah, yeah that, that's Craig won't speak on behalf of all Rangers fans It never works like that mm. But I, I get the sense from the, from the calls and, and from the tweets that they're still hoping that they'll get this really good convincing performance and then a sigh of relief if you like, right, okay, we're yeah. back, we're over that yeah. wobble. Uh, you know, if you look at the two of them going for this title, uh, since the winter break ended, Celtic have been terrific. 
Scored a lot of goals Played a lot of good football uh, And Rangers have had their ups and downs But You're ticking it off Game by game Rangers have to go to Kilmarnock Where they've come to grief Is it another banana skin? Then Rangers play Livy At Ibrox Who have a habit of being A, a nuisance for Rangers and Celtic Celtic Hearts Top versus bottom Is it a shoe in? Who knows Until the game's played And then they go to Aberdeen Where Aberdeen cannot buy a result Cannot score a goal And the last time they played Celtic there They were embarrassed But It's easier for me to say it Absolutely. Than it is for two lots of footballers To do it So They're still Ticking the games off One By one yeah, Craig A lot of the focus From your fellow Rangers fans I've noticed either on the show Or on Twitter Has, has been about the new boy Yanis Hadji Just because He's come in Maybe a bit quicker Than, than people expected People might say He had to Because Rangers need, needed That spark are, are you happy to To just continue with him Even though Stephen Gerrard's Talking about You know t- Sort of dampening down expectations and so on. Well, I think so. You know, of course, Gerard's going to be dampening expectations. I think that's right because what you don't want to do is put too much pressure on the boy's shoulders. I mean, he's still young, you know, and he's still uh, new to the to the game in this country. So, um, there's certainly, I think, the thing is as well that we need to remember there's going to be bigger games for him to play in uh, and bigger pressure situations. You know, games against like Hamilton. Um, you know, that's that's well and good and that's fine and he played well and even the game before that was the same but it's when you come up against, you know, when you've got weighty venues like Pataudry or Easter, Easter Road or Tyne Castle or even if he makes an appearance against Celtic, that's, for me, that's the true test. That's when you know what the players made of. So, I mean, I've been happy with him so far but I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think at times... You do need to take a step back. These players on your Celtic are the same, obviously, with some of their players as well. So, um, when the big pressure games come, we'll see because I've seen a lot of players come to Rangers and play well in these games, and then it comes to bigger games, and they just they just don't produce. Um, I think. You know, I, I think when the, the minutes are ticking down at Ibrooks, Rangers against Hibs last Wednesday, that's pressure because Rangers know that Celtic are winning in a canter at Motherwell. Uh, and that was pressure And Hadji brought the ball under control And had the presence of mind to score What was a really important goal Because had he not scored the winner Rangers were bang in trouble Yeah, see, I think Craig's point is quite valid as well In terms of, they'd so much of the game last week You you know, wave after wave after plenty of possession I think when you go to these grounds that Craig mentions there I think more so it'll be more of a battle I think you You'll have to cope with that physical mm. Teams are a lot more aggressive uh, at home they, they, they try and take the game a bit more to Rangers as well So, Yanis, have you met Alan Power? <laughs> oh, I think I doesn't miss uh, Target either I'm looking forward to it, I think it'll be good I think there's a lot of games I think because they're coming thick and fast You, you know, it gets people They have to keep responding Because the pressure will mount, as you rightly say yeah. Craig, thank you very much for your call We will speak to you soon, no doubt uh, The games are coming thick and fast As Alex quite rightly says uh, and the shows are coming thick and fast This one is almost done You're on the, the home straight uh, I would say Hugh You're looking for two more On the full time teaser We've got a couple of minutes left But we'll round it off a bit earlier than usual Can you name eight players Who have scored a winner In a Scottish you know, A winner in a major cup final in Scotland Since 2000 And been capped by their country So Peter Lovencrantz Chris Boyd 
Tom Rogic, Kenny Miller, Nikita Yelovich, and Ryan Christie. You've got all but two. Give him the two names I gave you, Alec. All right, Nacho Novo. No, he's uh, not been capped by his country. Was he in Spain? No. They had quite Naismith. a few to choose from. Naismith? No. Uh, Scatchel? No. Oof. The winning goal. So the, James the, Forrest? The odd goal in a final note. Mm. Struggling now, Shug. Both mm. Celtic. Uh, Lustig Nope oh. One was the 05 Scottish Cup final Against Dundee United One was the 07 Scottish Cup final Against Dunfermline 05 uh, Sutton No Bobo I thought you'd maybe remember The 07 one Because it's one of these One of these great Trivia answers A guy who the, the, Was clearly the highlight Dumbay, Of what he did Dumbay. Yes Well done, well done Jean-Joel Perrier Dumbay Capped by Cameroon And scored the winner <laughs> Last one If you built Alfie He's an Englishman This guy So it's not Chris Sutton Yes He's got one England cap Tomo Alan Thompson Yes Brilliant Brilliant See teamwork (laughs) Teamwork indeed Thank you very much To Hugh Keevans And to Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back mostly On the Scottish Cup Action from the weekend Hugh said it a minute ago and he tells the truth quite often the big games are coming thick and fast so big games on Wednesday we'll be back around the clubs on their media duty tomorrow and give you all the highlights from what the relevant managers had to say let me just finish off by thanking you as always for your calls and tweets much appreciated as always and to those of you who just listen quietly as well we appreciate that also in the meantime though Stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next and he'll look after you for the rest of the night. He's going to be joined on the show by Anne-Marie. Callum Gallagher's up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.